0: Uh, Now we're going to bring in uh, uh, our first guest onto Inside the Jets, (laughs) our set. You love the set tonight. But, you know, the reason why I mentioned uh, Michigan State, Penn State, is Rontez Miles, who joins us right now, went to California. Mm -hmm. But not California in the (laughs) (laughs) Pac-12. Okay, California, Pennsylvania. Correct. Uh, how many guys? How many alums from Cal, PA, have made a National Football League roster?
1: Uh, handfuls. Yeah. Uh, from my freshman year till now, yeah, there's actually, as we speak, there's probably two left, maybe three. But it's Eric Cush, uh, Dewey McDonald, Terrence Johnson, Tommy Campbell. It's a couple guys out there. But
0: Tez, how many guys? You you know. They have actually played up in regular season games. Did they play in regular season, yeah. season games like yourself? Because yeah. you had taken a long road in the National yeah. Football League and become a fan favorite quickly with the Jets. Can you tell us a little bit about the backstory? Because it all started here a couple of years ago in 2013.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Shoot. <laughs> uh, first of all, the small school. You know that I had to overcome that sitting out for two years out of high school. Um, and coming here, uh, gaining trust by Rex Ryan, you know what I mean, building up all that trust and showing him I could play two injuries, set back both of my seasons with Rex, and then the third coming into the third season, the whole coach changed. So, you know what I mean, it was an upfield battle the whole time, but um, Todd Bowles told me he liked what he saw and he was going to give me my opportunity. So all I could do is capitalize on that. How do you keep going?
2: How do you keep motivated? How do you keep getting into that fight? Were there days where you said, oh. I don't know if I could do this. I want to play. I want to show what I can do. And what keeps you going? For guys who are, who are listening, who, you know, get down on any, any facet of life. doesn't it's, have to be
1: just sports, Rontez. Man, this keeps me going. I would just say uh, I have a, I had a chip on my shoulder since I had to go to a small school, not being able to um, pass SATs to get into a Division One school. So I had to settle for a small school, and guys telling me I couldn't make it. And um, there's been plenty of times I'm like, man, this is really takes a beating on you mentally when you, mm-hmm. you feel like you're – you could play, you could start in this league, but you keep getting pushed back. And not only that, you don't even have opportunity to show you could play though. But um, it's just for me, it's just always had a chip on my shoulder, and I'm one of those guys. You, you tell me I can't do something, I'ma try to do it, not stop until I do it. So um, it's just all about proving everybody wrong, but also for my family and letting everybody know
0: where I'm from. That you can do anything if you put your mind to it. So it's a lot. A couple weeks ago, you made your first NFL start against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Primetime Thursday night. What was that experience like for you, Ron And What about when you walked out of the tunnel that <laughs> night and said, you know, here it is. It's been such a long journey, and here right. I am in the NFL, and, and I'm going out, and, and I'm not just going to make a few contributions tonight. I'm going to be playing every down. Man,
1: I was I was pumped the whole time. I couldn't sit still. I mean, crazy thing is I wasn't. You know, you go into a game, you have jitters, a little bitch. You trying to first hit always wakes you up. But I was, I was, I was woke from the jump. Like coming out the tunnel, the vibration of the crowd. You know, hearing your name get called, coming through the smoke, had goosebumps, and it just felt. I felt so natural. I felt like I belonged. And probably out of all games I played in my pro career, that that was the most comfortable I've ever been. And also go play against your, your former coaching staff and the, oh, your former players. So it was kind of like I wasn't just doing it for me. I was there to show not only Tall bowls and our coaching staff I could play, but show Rex and them what I was. Finally, show them like what I could have been if I had that opportunity with them as well. So it was it was everything. That game was everything. So it was definitely a good one.
2: Rontez, this is about versatility in the <clears throat> National Football League. You yeah. play defense. You're on the practice squad. You're on special teams. Sure. Talk about being. Being able to do contributions at different facets on the football team and how important that is.
1: Oh, it's very important, man. It's um, I, I would contribute anyway. First of all, I would hold the ball for the uh, for the kicker. I, you know what I mean. I hold the clipboard. I just want to be a part of the the team. You know, contribute to a win. But um, also even with practice squad, when I played, we would uh, lose some corners. A lot of guys went down. I would go cover B Marshall for a whole week or two weeks straight, and um. I took it as that's just me working on my man coverage. You know, I mean? you know what I mean. The game I got active. Coach uh, Joe told me like, man, you're covering a tight end. I seen you run with B. Marshall like a whole week straight. So this should be nothing. You know what I mean. It's just to show them guys I could do multiple things. And however I can help, giving them the best look, even scout team, uh, special teams. Uh, Coach Bobby always made me be the fast guy running downfield, you knowing because I'm gonna give them a look. And I try to tell the guys I'm I'm doing it to help. You know what I mean. And sometimes you bump heads, get real physical on the field and aggressive. But at the end of the day, we already get better.
0: Special teams came up with a big play Sunday against the Miami Dolphins as Jeremy Curley broke one. Kind of hit behind his blockers a little bit and then went up the home sideline. How how much pride do you take in the fact that you guys – because I believe you had 21 special team snaps yourself yesterday – Uh, made a big play and contributed to that victory?
1: It was amazing. All phases of the game were excellent. We all played well, but special teams, definitely. That's one phase where people kind of don't pay attention to, but can really change the game. Field position as well, and we was rolling yesterday, you know. We had a lot of guys playing, and it was good, man. Uh, Jk probably had his best overall game returning, mm-hmm. you know, due to uh, good game planning, coaching. Coach Bobby getting it set up though, but it was it was guy. Everybody was on the same page. We set the wall right. He made a guy miss at the sideline. So he even said it on the sideline. He said, "Man, we are gonna score off this drive." Like we both were saying it the whole time. So special teams is big, and I enjoy it.
2: Rontez Miles was our guest. Rontez, we heard <clears throat> a lot last week going into the game. Eric and I we both heard in the locker room. Everybody told me we gotta have fun again. We yeah. wanna have fun. Gotta have fun. Translate that to the fans when you say the guys wanna have fun.
1: Cause this I mean in this business, you know, there's a lot of things you can worry about and there's a lot of things that you can't control at the same time and sometimes you get caught up worrying about it too much. You get caught up thinking about things the wrong way or thinking about your next step or your next move or what's off the field or what's you know what I mean, everything in your life that's going on in um when you were a child playing pickup football or even as far as high school, college, you know what I mean? It's a business now, but back then when you played football, there was no worry in the world. It was like a sanctuary. When you were out there, you was having fun. You and your guys rallied around each other, and uh, we kind of just wanted to get back to how we were playing in the preseason. We was having fun. We wasn't worried about cuts. We wasn't worried about who was going to be here. <clears throat> Everybody was playing well from first string, second string, all the way down to third string. We were having fun, and um. When you have fun, man, and let everything else go that you can't control, man, it, it loosens you up. The game comes more natural, though. So we're just trying to keep that motivation and try to rally around each other and just have fun, man. It's, it's, it's a blessing to be here, and it's a, it's a lifetime opportunity. So, you know, don't stretch yourself out worrying about things you can't control. Just have fun and live for the moment.
0: Now, Tez, it seemed like you guys had a great read on the Dolphins offense yeah. throughout the year. You completed the season series sweep Yesterday, But you took it to them in London, and then he came back home and took care of business as well. In your mind, why were you guys so, so successful against Miami, an offense that has struggled at times this year, but they still have some weapons? They have
1: a lot of great weapons, man. I kid Landry's a, yeah, he's he's, a heck of a football player, man. I like him a lot. But um, first of all, you have to, the coaches – uh, the time they put in uh, to set us up, and it's like um, our D coordinator was there. KC Rogers, Casey yeah. KC was yeah, there, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he, I don't know if he had a jump on him or whatnot, but, you know, he, he come in and he has the game plan set out. Like, this is what it's going to be. Coach Bowles helps with the plays going in for the week as well. So, I really got to give them guys the credit, man. And if you sit down and just listen and pay attention and take your notes, you'll be, I was on the sideline calling out formations and plays right with him. Like, Motioning, you know what I mean. The boots. Yeah. I knew when it was coming, and it was just all because I sat and listened. And if you know the game plan, and you pay attention to what them coaches are telling you, it's kind of easy to, to execute and shut down the offense. So it was just crazy just to see if it was young. And I was like, man, we went over this. Like we practiced this. He said, this is what happened, and it happened. Yeah. So we kind of had to jump as far as uh on them because of the game plan.
2: Sound like a coach speak there, Rontez. You know, Little coach you know. speak. Little coach speak. <laughs> Okay, oh, let's man. give it away. You were talking a little bit before we started about having a little interest about being coaching. Maybe something yeah. in the back of your mind, if everything falls right, that right. You know, not that you're going to stop playing for a long time, but it's good to think ahead of what you're going to do uh, after yeah. your playing days are done. Yeah. What is it about coaching that intrigues you so much that think that you might want to do it?
1: Uh, man, I always, always had a coach mentality, like. Uh, you don't have to tell me to watch film. You don't have to tell me to go. I was I go watch scout film. Like I'll go watch the defensive game plan, and I'll go watch all the scout team reps too, because I participate on the scout team as well. And. It's just something I just love doing, even as a kid. My brother's highlight tapes. My older brother, I take the highlight tapes. He's still mad at me because I lost all <laughs> three of them. But I would just watch his tape all day. Like I, I, like, I breathed, slept, and I ate football my whole entire life. And I think that's one of the reasons why I was blessed to come this far because it's something I really always wanted to do. And it's just something about football that just, it just comes natural to some people, you know what I mean, and coaching and drawing up shirts for my little brothers and them and making small playbooks when we as kids, and, you know, I have them scrimmaging other people around the neighborhood, and it's just something I always see myself doing and plan on still doing.
0: Well, Rontez, your opponent this week is the New York Giants. What will you do to prepare for that matchup? Is you talking about how much film that you actually do – on your own. So how much of that will you do inside the building? And then what do you do, Taz, when you're outside the building as far as your film study? And what kind of tendencies specifically are you looking when you study that opponent? Oh, um, we played
1: him in the preseason, so we have a type of a base to go off of. I don't know how much it changed throughout the season so far, but we'll see soon But um. Other than the game plan and the learning the ones and twos the coaches give you, I go look at guys I know I'll be matched up if I was in the game. Like for a lot we cover the tight end a lot. I'll look at his stance. If his hands is pressed deep in the ground he's probably coming off as a run. If he's if his hands are soft, he's looking to get off the ball probably to the pull or stretch or, you know, run around and um I just look at things that would help me in my one-on-one battles because overall it's a team thing, but there are times in certain calls where you be man coverage or zero coverage on one guy. So try to learn the guy's tendencies, him and the backup to see what I, any jump I can get on them, the linemen, anything anything that can help me win my uh, one-on-one battle. So outside of the field, I kind of focus on the player itself that I'll be going against, even on special teams, on the wing. If if I can beat him under, does he cut block or does he wide set? Any way I can beat him to get to the punt and Vice versa, anything I could do to help win my one-on-one battles because at the end of the day there's a lot of one-on-one battles on the football field that you have to win. Win your own battle and everybody do their job, you're going to win. So it's a lot of one-on-one battles you got to win.
2: Rontez, listen, thanks for stopping by. Good luck Uh-oh. against the Giants and the rest of the way. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks to that. Rontez Miles, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen. Thank you. Jets.
0: All right, let's bring in a key contributor from the Jets effort against the Dolphins and this is linebacker Aaron Henderson. Thanks for joining us tonight Aaron.
3: Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Aaron so how did it feel to be out there on Sunday because it had to feel a little bit different because you've been getting some snaps but I think when we look at the play counts that was your uh, your most action in the base because Todd Bowles said hey He's been playing well. We want to get him on the field more.
3: Uh, You know, it was refreshing. You know, it's exciting to have that opportunity uh, placed in front of you. You want to go out there and try to take advantage of it and make the most of it. You never know when they're going to come, you know, and I understand that. You know, I've had an interesting road that I've traveled, and, you know, you start to learn to appreciate every second and every moment that you get. And uh, that's what I tried to do yesterday when I was out there on the field.
2: As a veteran, how important is it to see your hard work rewarded by you getting more opportunities on the field?
3: Uh, it's kind of important, you know, I'm not going to lie. Um, it, can, it can be tough. You know, I started for three years in Minnesota. Um, when I came here, you know, I actually needed to kind of play a different role than what I was used to. And, you know, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow at first. You know, you used to being out there in the action, you're used to being part of everything that's going on, everything that's happening. And they actually take a different role and play special teams. You know, it wasn't an easy pill. Uh, but I knew that that's what I had to do, and that's what was needed of me uh, in order for our team to to, to be successful, and that's the, to be in the best uh, positions and situations to win. So that's what I was willing to do, and uh, you know, just to to kind of have it come back around again. And, you know, to say, okay, you're playing well on special teams, so you know we're going to give you this opportunity, give you this chance. Uh, it's definitely huge, and it's a, it's an uplifting feeling. It's a good feeling, especially you know going through a one and four one and four stretch. You know, it can be a little tough and get a little bit down. Uh, So just to have the opportunity to get out there on the field again and play was was very exciting for me.
0: Aaron, I think some people do forget your success that you had in Minnesota, a quality linebacker in the National Football League the Jets were getting when they added you to this roster and gave depth to the inside linebacker position. With that being said, how important has practice been for you this year? Obviously practice is important for everybody, but I'm saying in your position – not coming in and starting, having to earn your, ti- earn your time out there on the field. You must be showing these guys something because when Todd Bowles says, as we approach December, i got to get him on the field more, that to me says – you're doing something right on the practice field.
3: You know, for sure. It's a different approach that I, than what I've normally taken uh, in the past. You know, if I've looked at practice as something that you, like, had to do and you gradually go out there like, oh, here we go, you know, another day of practice. And, you know, you start to look at it from a different perspective uh, when, it, when it's not there anymore. and You start to understand the importance of it. Uh, being here in a new organization with new coaching staff, uh, new teammates, you know, I have to go out there every practice every day and show them, you know, who I am and what I'm about in order to continue to gain their trust and respect. And uh, if I don't do that in the practice field, it's hard for them to trust me to put me out there on the the, the field come Sunday. And I completely understand that. and I get that and I respect that. So it's it's a matter of showing up every day, uh, being a professional, and and taking my job seriously every time I show up.
2: Aaron Henderson is our guest. Aaron, when you... The role of linebackers changing every time. I mean, you've got more responsibilities. You're standing up. You, sometimes you're, you're on the line, uh, tight ends, running backs out of the backfield. Just talk a little bit about preparation for the different offenses that you
1: take.
3: You know, it, it, it's, uh, it's intense. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's a lot of different things that you have to look at, a lot of different moving parts, uh, especially when it comes to the operation of being the mic and running the defense and you know, making adjustments and getting the people in the right places. Especially when you're out there with knuckleheads like Rontez, you know, just oh, what's up, Taz? I ain't see you over there. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's a uh, it it, it's, it can be a tough, it can be a tough task, uh, but it's just one that I enjoy, one that I've uh, you know relish the opportunity to take on, and, and continue to try to to try to better myself and become the best leader that I can be. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's what you are as a linebacker you're a leader of men, okay. and and and, and uh, one of the highest levels when you're talking about being professional football players, and so. You have to go out there with a certain uh, confidence about yourself and a certain you know, attitude about yourself and, and try to get other people to believe in you and what you're saying and what you're doing.
0: How much are you embracing this opportunity uh, of being a part of the National Football League? Because like you said, long and windy road last year was tough for you being out of the National Football League, and now you've come in here taking the right approach and you're starting to see uh, you're starting to see things pay off for you now.
3: Yeah, for sure. And um, like we talked about earlier, you know, it's, it's important. It's nice to see the rewards of your of your of your work, of your labors. You know, the fruits of your labors. Um, it's not always going to be that way. Sometimes you have to do the right thing because you know it's the right thing to do, even though you might not be rewarded for it in the long run, or you might not, you know, have some some great thing that comes in return of you doing the right thing. But in your heart of hearts, you know that you did what was right, and you can live with that. And you can be okay with that. I think that's kind of where I'm at right now, uh, and that's the the kind of the, the situation that I put myself in. I came into this league undrafted. You know, I, I came in a long way from the very beginning. I had to come in the back door. And, then, you know, you just got to continue to show your worth and, 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 and earn your stripes week in and week out and, and, and try to, to continue to better yourself and continue to grow as a, as a football player, as a person, as a man, all of it. You know, it's, And it's a tough thing to do, but, you know, you, it's a great opportunity all at the same time.
2: What have you learned about yourself on this road? You talk about being undrafted out of the football last year. What as you stand here right now and look back, what did you learn about you?
3: There's not much that you can throw at me that I can't handle. Mm-hmm. If I really take the time to to to, to look at myself in the mirror and, and figure out what it is that I can do in that situation to better myself and, and become the best me that I could possibly be. Um, you're gonna be there's all kinds of different adversity and, and, and you know, speed bumps that are going to come your way in life, you know, that's part of it, you know, I think how you handle it and how you respond and how you bounce back from things says a lot about you and your character, and I think that anybody who knows my story or, you know, visits my story can see that I I'm, must be kind of a strong person, you know, and I think sometimes people are scared to get themselves some credit for that, and uh, I think I was one of those people that that looked at it and thought it was a negative thing to be strong, but... You know, I, as I, as I've grown and matured, I've learned. You know, to to be strong is a tough thing, and, and you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, but if you can do it, it could be beneficial to a lot of people around you.
0: What was it like uh, playing alongside David Harris out there? It was in the a football.
3: lot of fun, actually. You know, because uh, Dave and I have a, we have an interesting relationship. Um, you know, we mess around with each other a lot. You know, his his chair is right in front of mine's in the meeting room, so I'm always kicking his chair, slapping the back of his head, and stuff like that. So. <laughs> It's uh, it's, it was fun to be out there on the field with him, um, and you know, having a chance to run around. And it was, it's funny, like towards the end of the game when uh, Lorenzo Maldon recovered that fumble. Uh, there was an offensive lineman that kind of went to go dive in and try to uh, to kind of hit Lozo to get the ball out or whatever. And I kind of picked him off before he could hit him. And Dave was coming at the same time, so I was like, ah, Dave, I beat you too. <laughs> it's just little stuff like that that happens out there on the field, and you know, it's kind of like a carryover from how we are in the locker room, or how we are. Um, you know, in our in our meeting rooms as well. So it's cool to be out there and, you know, be in the hole
0: with people and see how they respond and how they do. David hates the cameras, as Larry knows. Oh, yeah. he, usually, Not a big fan of the microphones <laughs> Usually <laughs> when we talk to him, we got to get him off to the side, maybe in the hallway, quick one-on-one, yeah. no cameras, get away from me. But – in the meeting rooms, you guys see a different side of David, don't you? Yeah, you, see, you a, see, a lot you know. of people say, hey, we can't get David to shut up.
3: The thing <laughs> is that they, if they knew the stuff that comes out of David's mouth, they would let him stay quiet. They'd be like, okay, we understand why he's, he's quiet. Dave has some interesting ways about him. He can, he can be a – I like to call him a quiet jerk. You know, yeah? He's, yeah he's, I, I love it, though. <laughs> I love it. Like, it. It keeps you on your toes. You know, keeps you entertained. and you know, It's never a dull moment within, in our meeting room.
2: As a veteran, how important are these last couple of weeks as you build going into the postseason? You guys got a win yesterday. Important for the defense to continue to be aggressive and play physical and, and put some strengths and wins together?
3: Oh, for sure. Um, I think yesterday was, will be a big confidence boost for us, uh, getting back on the right track. Uh, we have a great opportunity ahead of us with, with three games at, at, at home. I know we're considered the away team this weekend, but, you know, it's another opportunity for us to play at MetLife. Uh, we'll be in our locker room, and then we know we have a, a great chance to go out there and perform. It just kind of keep it building and keep it going, keep it rolling. You know, the the, the good teams get hot at the right time. Um, you look back in history and some of the Super Bowl teams and teams that have won, um, they, they get hot in the November, December, and that, that, that stretch run towards the end. And, and that's where we're at right now. So, you know, it's time to put up or shut up. We've got to do it one game at a time, starting with the Sunday against the Giants.
0: Aaron, what do you think about the Giants? I know you're going to dive into film work as the week progresses, but just on a surface level as we sit here Monday night, what do you think about their offensive attack and the challenges they could pose?
3: I think Larry hit it on the head already. Just when I was sitting out there, he was talking about you know, making it a one-dimensional. Uh, going into each week, that's what's one of the things that we talk about, making sure we stop the run and smash the run uh, and, and forcing the team to beat us through the air. Uh, we have some great DBs and some, a great secondary play. Uh, you know, we, we like our chances when it comes to that. Uh, but it, makes it, a lot diff- it like, makes it a lot more tougher on everybody if we allow them to run the ball. So I think for us, it's a matter of coming out here and being physical. You know, setting the tone early, uh, as we did in this past game, and, and kind of going from there and moving from there, and uh, continue to build on what we started. You were part of history Sunday against the right. Dolphins. Yeah. Is
0: the Jets allow a franchise low in rushing yards against Miami? What do you think about that?
3: I mean, I think it's huge for us, and I know people will look at it and say, "Well, they only ran the ball 12 times, or they only ran it nine times." But, you know, that, that's, a, that's a testament to us and what we were able to do as well. You know, if they had success with the running game early, then who knows, maybe they stick with it and they keep attacking it. Um, if we don't get ahead of, the, uh, of them, you know, early in the game, maybe they stick to the running game a little bit more. So, you know, you can look at the stats and you can, you can view it from one way, uh, but there's also a different way and different perspective to look at it too. I think we have to go out there with that mindset and, and that, that, that dedication of stopping around every time we step on the football field in order for us to be successful.
0: We're starting December right now. How does football change once we get to this month?
3: I think it separates people man I think I think December is separation time. Um, it starts to get a little cold outside, you know uh, the, those hits start to hurt a little bit more, and, you know people don't, <laughs> don't want to go in there the same way that they once was. And I think you start to figure out, you know, who really wants to, who really wants to continue to play, who's ready to go home, who's ready to pack it in. Um, I think the guys that we have in this locker room are going to compete. They're going to fight to teeth and bone uh, to the very end. And I think that's what we've shown, and I think that's what we'll continue to show um, as we as we make it down the stretch.
2: Aaron, listen, keep keep up the good work. Keep keep being on the football field. Yep. Thanks for a couple of minutes. Thank, Thank you, Sam. Aaron Henderson, Thank ladies and gentlemen.